You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast, episode number three. Today, we have a very special guest, Meredith Averin of the Peachy Speechy. If you're an SLP, then you definitely know her work. But if you're not, then you should know that Meredith is the ultimate girl boss and creator of the most amazing educational materials, apparel, and accessories geared towards speech language pathologists and teachers. We'll be discussing her number one source of inspiration, what it's like working with her hubby, and her advice for anyone starting a new business. You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast with Kim and Vanita. Just two SLPs in a pod who love their field and supporting fellow SLP bosses. This podcast will cover the flip side of traditional speech and language therapy so you get inspired and learn from experts in the field. Here are your hosts. When they are not working together on their social book series, Lou Knows What to Do, Vanita can be found traveling or drinking matcha lattes. Kim can be found running marathons or fueling her coffee addiction to function as a mom to a preschooler and an infant. Together, they are serving up some informative and fun topics in Speechy Side Up. Hey everybody, Kim and Vanita here. Welcome to the Speechy Side Up podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. You can also follow us on Instagram at Speechy Side Up. S-P-E-E-C-H-I-E-S-I-D-E-U-P. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have a very special guest, Meredith Avrin of the Peachy Speechy. Meredith, we are so excited you're joining us today. I had the pleasure of meeting you last week at the Teachers Pay Teachers Conference in Nashville, and you were just so welcoming and kind. So I'm excited for the listeners to get to know you better. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what your journey has been, and what you do today? Yes, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It was great seeing you at the TPT conference. Um, I'm Meredith. I'm from Georgia. I've lived just north of Atlanta my whole life and got both of my degrees at Georgia State. And I started working at my school when I first got out of grad school. So my job has been the same for the past eight years. I work just at the elementary school a few minutes from my house. And in addition to my full-time job as an SLP, I run Peachy Speechy with my husband, Josh. That's so great. Cool. That's so, so cool. And you guys are a team, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we are a team 100%. Well, actually, I would say Josh is more like 70% of the company. He does so much behind-the-scenes work. He does all my artwork. And he really helps a whole lot. He does a lot of my photo editing and photography for social media. So it's it's really uh, fun to work with him and to do this together. That's awesome. What is his background since he helps you with that now? He has got his college degree in graphic design. So he's always been very artistic and very good with the computer. So that's really helped me a lot along the way. Um, interestingly, he was a police officer for a decade, and then he retired. And now he stays home with our youngest son and does peachy speechy full-time, which is just a wonderful blessing for our family. That's fantastic. So I have to stop and talk about the email that I received this week from peachy speechy. Um, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan, and this new set that you have is just so fantastic and so creative. Um, Thank you. 
Oh, my goodness. I love it so much. And just as a side note, if you have kids who love dinosaurs, anybody should check this out because there's so many creative pieces. And my own son actually needs a little bit of our tick work here and there to clean up his S sound. And so I'm planning on using that with him because he also is a dinosaur fan. Um, oh, I'm so, so happy to hear that. I love the new movie. I saw it um, in the theater a couple of weeks ago, and it's so much fun. And I love incorporating any, you know, new thing, like a new movie into therapy. And everybody loves dinosaurs. So it was a lot of fun to make that project. Oh, for sure. So, like, where else do you get your product inspiration besides, you know, new movies? Are there, is there, like, other topics or, I don't know, areas that you hit up for that? Absolutely. Um, I would say my number one source of inspiration is um, my caseload at work. Whenever I have my students come in and they will just tell me what they're interested in, and I found that catering to my students' interests really increases their motivation. So we use whatever they would like. I make a lot of products, a lot of uh, printable worksheets that incorporate Play-Doh or fidget spinners or dot markers or any of the things that they love to use in therapy. So they're a huge inspiration. And then, of course, my own children are pretty helpful. If I'm working on a project, they give me tips like, oh, mom, you know, that sounds boring or add this to it. And so I really, the kids give me my inspiration. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anything that you created just um, that your son told you to create? Um, well, the whole fidget spinner craze, when that uh-huh. was like in its peak like a year ago, um, my son had one, and he was always carrying it around the house, of course, and taking it to school, and teachers were getting annoyed, and all my students had them, and um, finally I just said, you know what, instead of asking them to put these things away, I'm just going to bring them in to the therapy room, and I made a fidget spinner speech activity that incorporated the spinner as a timer, so they would spin it, and then see how many speech words, yeah, so they could say how many speech words they could say, um, while their spinner was going. And so then it became this huge contest. My students would bring in different spinners and see who had the fastest one, which would mean they or they had the one that would spin the longest. So then they would get more speech practice in. And so definitely my son's little fidget spinner inspired that product. And that one was, you know, probably my most popular with my students. They loved it. Oh my gosh, I love that so, so much just because recently um I was doing a vow on a kiddo and I had prompted him couple times to, to stay in a seat for the evaluation and then a couple minutes into it I was just like why am I telling him to stay in a seat you know like yeah this is probably the space where he should not have to stay in a seat if he's going to perform better standing up then so be it and the same I also have incorporated a lot of fidget spinners and I got the idea from you and you know I feel like the kids really appreciate that chance to like let loose in, you know, in therapy and yeah. do things that maybe they're not allowed to do in the classroom. But, you know, we're absolutely things, so why not? Yeah, and we're going to get more out of them that way, too. I bet your student, like, worked harder in that evaluation because they felt more comfortable. So just giving oh, the students definitely. what they want, you know, it's, you shouldn't ever have a power struggle like that. If a kid really wants to stand, I say, fine, just, just stand. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think sometimes it's like our inner... And I don't know, like our inner adults are like need for order because I find that with sensory bins when it's getting a little too crazy and I see too many, you know, black beans flying or something. <laughs> it's weird mm-hmm. to be like, keep them in the bin, but like that's not how they want to play with it. And so, you know, we're not yeah. going to dictate to them how to do it. Right. Um, fantastic. So do you have like a favorite product or a favorite product line or a favorite well, thing? Yeah. Well, of course, my... Um 
shirts are my personal favorite thing to make and, and create. I love all of my shirts. But as far as a principal product for my students, I really like my um, I Can line of products. I guess I make little workbooks like I Can Say the R Sound, I Can Say the S Sound, and so forth. And I think those are great because I can have students working out of the same workbook, even if they're on different mm-hmm. levels. So I've got some sheets that are for practice and isolation, some that are for sentence level, and others like oral reading level. So I can just pull out one workbook and use it with a whole different group of kids. And I really like those a lot. They take a long time to make, but they're worth it. They're a lot of fun. That's super convenient. It's also kind of like I like how empowering it is, too, that, you know, you're starting with an I can statement rather than, like, I'm working on or, you know, some, mm-hmm. some other maybe more negative statements that they may hear from time to time. Oh, yeah. I always tell them, you can absolutely do this. And sometimes they'll say, no, I can't. And I won't let them say that. I'll say, yes, you can. You can absolutely do this. It might take some time. It might take some work, but you you can do this. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So we talked about this a little bit. We brought it up, um, you know, that fact that you work with your husband, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. What is it like working on a team with your husband? Do you guys spend any days at home together? Yeah, well, it's summer right now, so I'm off work for the summer, and we okay. have been spending every day together. So <laughs> <laughs> at times, at times it gets a little crowded in our office, and you know, one of us just has to have some alone time. But it's great. It, I really do love working with him. Um, I think we have a lot of uh, similar styles and same goals for things, so we work really well together. And we've kind of drugged the kids into things too. So it's, it's, and and his dad, Josh's dad, is really uh, involved in our company now. He actually travels with us to ASHA convention um, oh, cool. every year, and he runs the booth that we have at the ASHA convention with oh, Josh. Yes, that's so cool. So it's really turning into more of a family business now. Instead of just my personal side thing that I do, it's becoming more of a family thing, and I really love that. That is so cool. I totally get it because I work, uh, my husband and I, we don't work on the same business, but he works from home and, you know, I get that question all the time, like, how is it like working with your husband? I love it. There's, like you said, it gets crowded sometimes and, like, especially if I'm on, like, a conference call or I have this meeting, I'll be like, can you go to Starbucks? (laughs) Um, But otherwise, like, we get to have lunch together, so I get that. It's It's nice. That's, yeah. I agree too. I also come from the same work with my husband, Champ. We met working together, and we've been together for about eleven years. But we currently work. I work at a school for autism, um, and he does too. But you know, I do therapy, and he's a pre-vocational coach. And he, he he actually has like honestly, like I'm a little bit jealous of him because he has like the most <laughs> fun job in the whole building. He gets to teach the high school students how to do their jobs more effectively, and it's super motivational. And he also runs a coffee shop. Um, within the school and the kids, you know, he just supervises the kiddos while they run the shop and, you know, just learn how to be more effective at all different jobs from cashier to coffee making. He's got a board kind of like Starbucks in there and he says who's the barista for the day and, you know, so people ask me all the time, like, what's it like to work for your husband? But I don't really have to work with him other than when I get to go in and get a coffee and that's not yeah. that. <laughs> Well, he does sound like he has a great job and that's so neat that you guys work together in that way. I think the yeah. hardest part about working with Josh is getting stuff done. 
in the summer because we kind of tend to distract each other. I'll, he'll be working on something, and I'll be like, so, do you want to go have a coffee on the porch? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. And then after that, he's like, well, might as well get lunch now. And so we just kind of we have to really set some time frames for ourselves. Like, okay, we are going to get some serious work done between this time and this time, and then we can just hang out. <laughs> That's such a good idea. I love the idea of time blocking because I think, like, even if you work all day long, like, you're not productive all day, but if you block out a certain amount of time, you can get a lot done during that time. So, oh, yeah. True. We're in Absolutely. a little bit of a different season of life over in my house because we have a five-month-old. I almost said four, five-month-old, and a little boy is almost four. And oh, so wow. it's so busy, we can't really get that time to just go sit on the, on the porch and have a coffee. And over the weekend, at one point, they both fell asleep at the same time, and we looked at each other like, what should we even do? What should we find up? Like, what snacks should we eat that are not sanctioned for the kids? You're like, we should go to sleep, too. <laughs> what should we do? Oh, yeah, that's rare at that age to have them fall asleep at the same time. Yeah, it basically never, ever happens. It was on, I want to say, Friday or Saturday afternoon. We were just like, oh, my gosh, we weren't expecting this. We would have planned for something. <laughs> so um, so now let me ask you this. What advice would you give other SLPs working on a side hustle since you've got such a successful business going on there? Well, funny we just talked about time blocking because that would be one of them for sure. Um, set aside time to work on it. Because it can, at the beginning, it can become really time-consuming and you can find yourself just constantly focusing on it and trying to get it together. And I think if you just start by setting outside maybe just a couple hours every weekend to plan things out, that will really be helpful. Um, also, just doing something completely different and unique. I think that is my best advice to anybody starting a new business is be original, be different, <laughs> be unique. And then you're going to get customers that way. People want something new. So that's what I would say. Fantastic. Fantastic. I like that suggestion, too, about, like, you know, be unique. And I think oftentimes we run circles thinking, like, okay, what what's not already out there? I think, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe you agree with this. Like, one of the things to think about is, like, what do you need? And if you do a Google search or something, you're not able to find it. Or you do a search online and, or you ask other SLPs and they don't know any resource that's already available for that. That's probably a good starting point. A hundred percent. That's how. That's what I do actually with the printable material. When I'm mm-hmm. looking for something, or when I'm thinking, oh, my student would really like this, I'll go and search for it because I don't want to make it if it's already out there, <laughs> and they can just download it and get it. You know. So, but if it's not out there, then I'm like, okay, somebody else probably needs this too. So I know that that's something I can make. I think that's one of the most like anxiety-inducing points when we have a new idea for something is looking around and making sure that it's not out there already and you're hoping, okay, I hope no one did this because this could be really cool or fun and, you know, you just you do want to be original. Yeah, and that's why you just Google it first and see if it's out there and if it's not, you know, that can be your new thing. For sure, for sure. So, like Tim said, you know, you run a very successful business I think everyone who's a speech pathologist knows PTCT. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, well, what suggestions or advice do you have um, for standing out and owning a successful business around a niche market, which in this case would be like speech language pathology? So how do you yeah. stand out in like such a small field? Um, well, I think just being in the field and knowing my audience is really important. So, like we said, I know what my customers are going to want. 
because I'm in the same situation. I'm in the schools every day with these students, and so I know it can be helpful. Um, I think getting yourself out there on social media is helpful. Um, at first, it was pretty challenging for me to figure out social media and to put my ideas out there so other people could see them and um, you know, use them. But uh, that's, that's come a long way in the past six years since I got on Facebook for the first time to, to do my PTCG page. Um, and then again, just, just being unique and different. I'm not doing something that other people are doing. I try and do something completely original with my shirts and with my products, and I think that people notice that. That's for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. I feel like you're definitely the main source of, like, humorous material for our field, and even I have some special ed teachers as well who, who are big fans of um, some of your labels, like Data Driven to Drink and some of those <laughs> little wine bottle labels. Yes, I love those wine bottle labels. I give them out to people all the time, and I, of course, got the inspiration for those from real-life experiences when I was <laughs> <laughs> mountains of data collection paperwork and I've got to get progress reports done. That's when I need a bottle of that data-driven-to-drink wine. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, you know, we both went to Teachers Pay Teachers Conference. Um, did you end up going to the social, any of the social media marketing classes? What did I you did. take away from those? You did? I did. Okay, so I went, I went to the Pinterest one because, you guys, I am so bad at Pinterest. I do not pin. I just, I don't even use it. So We're still learning yeah. that, too. <laughs> it, so that is my um, my focus for this year is I'm going to figure out Pinterest and start pinning things. I went to that school. Honestly, it was a little over my head because I needed a very beginner level how to use Pinterest course. But something I did take away from it was just that you can't be afraid to pin stuff, to just get out there and do it. She was saying, just go ahead and start a board. She's like, if you don't really know what to put on, she's like, just put your favorite thing. Kind of just get out there and do it. And don't be afraid to do it. That's a a great suggestion. Yeah, and I think that's important for any social media. I think that's really important. Just get yourself on there and start doing it. If you scroll back to, like, my earlier posts on, you know, Instagram or anything, they're they're not that good. (laughs) I just learned as I went. (laughs) I definitely have seen us evolve over the course of time, and I have to say, Benita is for sure <laughs> a big driving force behind that. So yeah, well, you guys are getting really into branding right now. I love it. I love all the stuff you're doing, podcasts. I'm really excited for all the stuff you guys are doing as well. Thank, Thank you. you. It's yeah. definitely a learning process for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we changed the name because I think people, we had our book name before. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people just didn't know what that was, didn't know it related to speech. And we've noticed a huge increase since we changed our name to Speechy Side Up. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your book, that's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Your book, I, I mean, that's one of those unique ideas. You guys, like your Lou Knows What to Do books. I mean, that's genius idea right there. I love it. And it was something that really needed to be out there. And I'm so glad you guys created those. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that's what happened is we started as those books and slowly over time we started adding more and more from different, you know, free resources and a blog yeah. and now a podcast. But it was like, Lou, Lou doesn't really cover all of this now. So. No, but it's it's so cool what you guys are doing and that you're expanding. Are you guys going to be at ASHA? We are. So we'll see you there. Are you going to go too with your family? Yes, yes, we're going to have a booth and we're going to be there, so that's going to be exciting. 
That's awesome. And we should probably make a mention because last year was our first year. And just for anybody who's interested or they're starting a side hustle, ASHA actually offers member table prices, which is like only five. I know it might seem like a lot, but it's $500 and like their normal price is significantly more. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get out there and just take advantage of that opportunity, uh, we highly recommend it. Yeah, it's a, I recommend that too. It's a great way to kind of get into the exhibit hall experience for a cheaper price. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're definitely excited though. And we're excited to see you. We don't, our, um, actually our, uh, publisher actually got the booth for us this year because it is so expensive and they're a nonprofit organization. So we'll be there mm-hmm. on behalf of them. That's Which really great. great. They have some cool resources too. Um, some really useful ones, especially for, I think, like, kiddos um, with some, maybe like some ADHD or some Asperger's kiddos. They have some really great social topics by the author Julia Cook. Oh, um, yeah. Like My Mouth is a Volcano. I think we posted about that recently. Yeah. There's quite a few titles that are really useful. Oh, that um, is great. So I think we're ready for our game. <laughs> I saw that on the schedule. I do not know what this game is. So. It's called This or That. You've probably seen these on, like, uh, Instagram stories where, like, you have to pick between one or two things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think we're going to do, like, I don't know. We don't have that many questions. We were going to do, like, a timer element of it and see how quickly we go through these. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's okay. okay. We're going to remove the pressure. <laughs> Um, and just learn a little bit more about you. Okay. So, all right. Should we get, you want, should I get started? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, first one, this is one very important to me. Which do you prefer, coffee or tea? Coffee. Absolutely. Okay. okay. All right. I knew that we were kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. We can carry on now. That's an easy one. <laughs> Tea's kind of <Right>. gross. <laughs> <laughs> what about cake or donut? Donuts. Yum. Donuts are great. Have you seen those new donuts where they, like, can put your name in, like, letters now? I don't know. No, but that's cool. (laughs) But I want to find who makes that. I've been seeing them on Instagram. I know. I love, like, the way people beautifully photograph some of those. Or, like, have you seen those rainbow bales? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Photographed on Instagram. They're fantastic. Although I will say this. Um... My son was obsessed with rainbow beetles, kept asking me, like, if we could find them. And we finally found found some, and we took one home, and we put it in a plastic bag, and then, like, we kind of just forgot to eat the last bagel. We ate it, where you know, when we had been out. And then, like, a week later, it was still okay. Like, I guess. Still like a rainbow? I guess oh. Was, no, like, I mean, the bagel wasn't hard. Oh. Like, I they're, I know, like, I feel like I bagels out a day, and they're like, you can't eat them anymore. But I don't know, I think, like, something about the dye from the rainbow bagel keeps it, like, <laughs> keeps it really preserved. So I'm a little scared of them now. But anyway. yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> All right, um, next one. Flavors, vanilla or chocolate? Oh, um, chocolate. I like them both. But chocolate, yeah. I have to go with chocolate. I know. I mean, vanilla girl is the best. But yeah, oh, yeah. We should put that on there. <laughs> um, speaking of vanilla or chocolate, do you like ice cream or sherbet? Or sherbet. Um, I don't know what's the proper name. <laughs> I like ice cream. There's a there's a new place near me that's a gelato place, and <sighs> I like that too. I honestly don't really know the difference between gelato and ice cream. Just I don't know. I'm like, 
richer or something. Like it's extra chocolatey. But I, know. I like they, it. Yeah. They're all amazing. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Uh, I never met a dessert I didn't like for the most part, though. Um, yeah, my son is um, my my ten oh. year old son is lactose intolerant, so the poor thing he's always got to have like the sherbet option or like the Italian ice option at this place is not so bad for him. Oh, have you tried those um, Halo Tops? The what? The Halo Top ice cream? No. I'm not oh my gosh. You need to stop what you're doing while we finish talking to us, and then ask <laughs> to go to the store and get it. There are these really cool ice creams. They have, like, lower sugar and high protein, but they taste fantastic. Um, we're not being paid to advertise for them. I'm just saying a lot of people love <laughs> Halo Tops. Um, and and uh, they have a lot of dairy-free options, and they're delicious. Oh, so well, I'm going to have to track those down. I've never heard of them before, but my son will be happy to hear about them. Oh, my gosh, yes, they're like a big craze. Do a search on it, you'll see. There's so many different flavors. I'm going to search for them. All right, cool. So, oranges or peaches? Um, Oranges. Even though my business name is Peachy Peachy, I don't like peaches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Oh I, know. I don't want your fellow people to revolt on you. I thought that was no, a okay, so. I like peaches if they are peeled, but the fuzzy peach skin, I, d- I can't even, like, just thinking about it, it's kind of, like, grossing me out. Like, I just, it's so awful. And if you bite into it and it's, like, that fuzz in your mouth, it's, just, it's so bad. It's just so bad. It's not like peach skin. Peach skin is so gross to me. So, um, so yeah, if you peel a peach, I'll eat it. But I don't really want to touch it. That is. I don't think I've ever, maybe because we just don't like, we're from Florida, so we get a lot of oranges. I don't know if I've ever bitten to a peach. I probably wouldn't like that either. And you know what's so funny? I just actually gave my son um, an apricot, and he was not a fan. And it has that kind of similar skin. And I just realized maybe that's why, because he was like, Really grossed out. Like, why would you give this sort of thing? So yeah, because it tastes like carpet or something. It's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So do you guys yeah, so, prefer? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, oranges, 100 percent on that one. Perfect. You're in the wrong seat. You need to come down by us. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> um. So you and your husband or your family, do you guys prefer to eat in or dine out? Um, dine out, for sure. I mean, I should be cooking in more, but I prefer, if I have the choice, it's just preference here. I'd like to go out. There you go. Exactly. I think that's everyone, right? Um, are you a dog person or a cat person? Oh, a cat person. I am completely crazy about my cats. I've got three of them. And I only have three because my husband won't let me have any more, but I would have all the cats. We just recently moved, and now I have a little more space in my house. And I was like, oh, you know, honey, I should totally fit a few more cats in here. And he said no. I love my cats so much. In fact, I wrote, I don't know if you guys know this, but I also have a children's book that I published called Chubby Chubby Kitty Fluff. And you get it on Amazon, and it's about my cat, Gus. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I saw that book. Did, maybe you posted it or something, and I was like, oh, I think really I, cute. I probably did. Yeah, I, it's just, um, it's like a cause and effect book, so you do something to Gus the cat in the book. On the next page, there is, 
you know, something else happens as a result. So on one, you like tilt the book to the side and it kind of pours out the food on the next page, that kind of thing. Oh, fun. That's so cool. Yeah. We're going to have to get it. Check it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So next question, are you a PC or a Mac fan? Mac. Does anybody even use PCs anymore that does, like, product <laughs> creation stuff? <laughs> no, I hate to say this, but I, I use a PC at work, and I feel like, I, I don't know, I'm afraid of Macs. I don't always know exactly what to do with them. Oh, I mean, I'm no, definitely, I, like, an iPhone, iPad sort of person, and I feel like that's the bulk of where I do things. But, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you can do an iPad, you can do a Mac. It's like just, you know what, you can ease yourself into it. Get one of those little keyboards that go with the iPad and make it look, you know, like a little laptop for a little bit, and then you can just switch over to a MacBook. Baby steps, baby steps. Okay, scary movies or happy ending sort of movies? Happy endings, definitely. I can't do scary. Like, I like Jurassic Park because that's not, like, really, really scary. It's just kind of intense. But, no, um, I agree. Yeah, like, our favorite, Josh and I, our favorite thing to watch is, like, 90s romantic comedies. We love like the Meg Ryan stuff from the 90s. The other night we watched Notting Hill with uh, Julia Roberts. We, we love oh that kind gosh. of happy, fun 90s, happy movie. Oh, my gosh. I love, um, I don't think it's 90s, but um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It was one of my favorite yes. rom-coms of all time. So that's oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, I love that one. That, that one's a good one. Mm-hmm. So are you a flat kind of girl or a heels girl? Um, I would like to be able to say I'm a heels girl. I want to be a heels girl, but I'm really not. I have to wear flats. I actually, I think the day you saw me at the TPT conference, I was stupidly wearing heels, and I just, <laughs> my feet hurt so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I usually wear flats at work just because it's easier, and years and years ago, I broke my right foot, and it never, like, fully healed so like my right foot is fatter than my left foot <laughs> and just uh-huh. heels or do not work for me I wear them occasionally but mainly flat I used to be a heels girl like back when I was younger and even like walking around Manhattan I'd be a heels girl and then slowly coming to Florida and then having children just transformed me to a flat person <laughs> yeah and now I feel like once you start to like experience that comfort is hard to be like, no, I want to be uncomfortable today just because these shoes are But as I get older, I get more practical. I don't know. Yeah. And I just bought a pair, well, like last year, I bought a pair of Clark sandals and they are so comfortable. They're not like super stylish or anything, but really once you go to like a super comfy shoe like that, it's like, oh, it's like walking on a pillow. I can never go back. So Exactly. It happened. Exactly. I have a pair of those on at this exact minute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, exercise-wise, yoga or running? Oh, um, I don't exercise at all. It's so bad. I would say yoga because it's just like seems easier than running. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I try. I mean, I, I really, really love running, but um, yoga makes me sore sometimes, and I think that I've been tripped like that too. Like when I've when I've done it in the past, like. I have this unexpected soreness the next day of, like, using muscles that I don't usually use. I don't know. It's, I think it's, like, deceiving. You think it's not as hard, and then as you're doing it, you're like, oh, this is quite the workout. I wish I could get into running or yoga or anything active, but 
about a long time, <laughs> a long time. Yeah. We ease it in, and now we're back down to I'm trying to fit it in again. So mm-hmm. I, the struggle is real. Yeah, it is. So let's go on the opposite end of that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that we put this one next. Tacos or pizza? Oh, um, gosh, I love both of those. I'm going to go with tacos. That makes sense. Yeah. With yours I love tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and my slogan is SLP help you taco about it. So oh my have goodness. to go with tacos. Love it. My favorite shirt. hundred <laughs> percent. I can get behind that. Um, and what about books or movies? Um, books. I love books. Mhm. I love movies recommendation. Too. Um, you know what? I I'm reading this book right now uh, called let me Look at It: The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I read it oh. last year, and then I just moved. And so I'm reading it again. It's just, it's the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. So I'm going to try and get myself organized. This girl, uh, by this lady called Marie Kondo, and she's got some really interesting ideas about how you should organize everything in your house. And the book is just kind of step by step how to get your whole house super organized. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I want to check it out, but I also don't want my husband to know it exists so that I don't have to start the project. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a really great one. So I recommend it. Cool. We'll definitely check that out. That's awesome. Well, that was the game. Um, it's been so good talking to you. I think we got to, like, learn things that we, like, didn't even know. And you're just so, like, such an easy person to talk to and just so full of knowledge. So we're so excited well, to be on this opportunity. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.